At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Birthday. It's your birthday. If I die, carry me inside uh, the Louis uh, They ask me what I do and who I do it for. Yeah. And how I come up with this stuff in the studio. Yeah. All I want for my birthday is a big booty go. No. All I want for my birthday is a big booty go. No. When I die, bury me inside the car. Yeah. It's your 
place. Bad, bad contest. You in first place. You in first place. You in first place. Bad, bad contest. You in first place. I show up with a check to your workplace. Hand in the bad lady keys to the Mercedes. Wednesday, January 16th, 2013, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I'm your host, Alexi Wasser. Now, just to quickly explain what Boy Crazy Radio is, uh, let me just, uh, let me tell you. In a nutshell, Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, all right? It's like Loveline, except without any of the people who actually know what they're talking about. Instead, you just get me, all right? Some fucking uh, only child girl with a lot of energy and a website called I'mBoyCrazy.com who, for whatever reason, uh, thinks she has the capacity to listen to your problems and uh, give you good advice based on her own life experience and just uh, wanting you to like her. Anyway, bottom line is, this is a safe haven for you, okay? It's a cozy place. It's cozy town over here. It's for anyone and everyone out there. Yes, even you. Yes, you. So if any of this uh, that I'm about to uh, rattle off sounds familiar, then Boy Crazy Radio is the place for you. Are you sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your backpack that's covered in whiteout and passes for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom, binge eating and just fucking picking at your face? Well, cut it the fuck out. You're going to be all pockmarked, and that's gross. Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of what you did at that party last weekend? Oh, my God, I know. Me, too. I can totally relate. Are your friends assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? I hate those motherfuckers. You should cut them out of your life. Anyway, is the guy you like not responding to your text message, your Facebook poke, your retweet, or your Instagram like? Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit! Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast, masquerading as a radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day, because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. All right? Let me, Alexi Celine Wasser, be the shoulder that you cry on. All I want to do is be the big sister that you never even knew that you needed or wanted. And maybe... Just maybe if I'm lucky, I can be like that cool big sister of your best friend, you know, like the big sister or the big brother of your best friend, and you go over to their house, and and then you, like, get a crush on that older brother or older sister or whatever, and you, like, masturbate to the thought of them, or you jerk off to them, or you touch your privates to that person because you think they're so cool, and you hope that one day they'll love you because you just really look up to them. Yeah, maybe I can be that person. Whatever it takes for you to put me on a pedestal and pick up the phone your smartphone, and call in. You can use Gmail or Skype or what have you. Uh, it's the future now. There's a million different ways to get through. Whatever it needs is that you need to do to dial, 646-378-0649. And you know what? I really think that if you get in the habit of listening to Boy Crazy Radio, if it becomes a thing that you do every Wednesday, or maybe you listen to the rebroadcast. No, no, no. Um, let me take that back. If you do like the show and you can't actually listen into it, 
um, and you're going to be out and about and you're running errands or whatever, save this telephone number in your phone so when you're gone on a Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, wherever you are, you can just call in and then you can hear the show through your phone while you wait to get through. Pretty exciting. And then it's like we'll be best friends and we can have a chat every week and you can like check in with me and then it'll be like our personal hangout zone or space or whatever. Anyway, I'm, I'm all over the place right now. Uh, I have a million things I want to tell you. Uh, let me give you that telephone number again. Let me give you that telephone number again. The telephone number is area code 646-378-0649. You would be crazy not to store it in your iPhone or your Blackberry if that's what you're fucking using. I, mean, I don't know why. I used to use a Blackberry too, not even that long ago. Now I was forced, I was fucking bullied uh, to getting an iPhone. And you know what? I don't regret it. I enjoy it. I waste a lot more time. I, I, I move between refreshing my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my emails. And when I'm all done, I start all over again. I lose hours of my life thanks to this thing. I can listen to Pandora on a whim. I don't like Spotify because I haven't quite figured it out yet because I got annoyed because Spotify started sending me relentless emails. I, I, I purposely didn't check a box so I wouldn't get the emails. Now I get these weird emails, and then people were alerted to music I liked or whatever. I don't know what happened, so now I'm just still on Pandora because that, I just it makes me feel safe, even though with Pandora I feel like, fuck, I'm going on a crazy tangent. Um, with Pandora, as opposed to Spotify, I think, with Pandora, when I say to Pandora, oh, here's the kind of music I want to listen to. I want to listen to 2 Chains." I feel like the only songs they play are songs that are not by 2 Chains. They're like, oh, hey, you like, you like 2 Chains? We're going to play Drake and Nicki Minaj and uh, Lil Wayne. Not any of the stuff that, that 2 Chains did with Lil Wayne or any of those people, just all the other stuff. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I do, but I'm done talking about it. So I gave you all the info. Uh, I'm, I'm sick, okay? It's flu season. I live in Los Angeles. I've been sick for like fucking 10 days. Uh, I'm done with, I'm like ready to not be sick anymore. At first it was like, oh, cozy, it's the end of the holidays, and I, I went out a lot, and it was cold, and, and now I'm sick, and it all makes sense, and I understand, and cause usually I feel, usually I feel like uh, when you get sick, it's because it's the universe's way of telling you that you need to slow down, and you need to sit with yourself and reflect on your life, or there's something that you're not paying attention to, and you need to be quiet with yourself. So I was like, cool, okay, this is great. I'm going to stay in. I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to make tea. I'm going to have lots of chicken noodle soup or whatever. Uh, it's a perfect excuse not to exercise with all my girlfriends who are trying to exercise a lot or whatever um, now that it's the new year and stuff. So I thought, that's great. But now I've fucking been sick for like 10 days, and it's just too much. So, uh, But I am getting stuff done. I'm writing a lot. I did watch a lot of movies. Anyway, I'm going to get some phone calls. I've lit a candle. I burned some sage. I saw a shaman this week. I saw a shaman. Now, listen, I'm not a very sarcastic person, but people have told me that I'm sarcastic. I don't think I am because I think I'm very forthcoming and vulnerable and open and loving, and I don't mean to be sarcastic. I don't think I am, so I'm just going to go with that. I'm not very sarcastic. I'm very open to lots of different things, but I also am very judgmental, and I think I know a lot of things about a lot of things, and, like, I have very strong opinions on things, and I have ideas as to why ways people should live their lives, which is probably why I do this podcast, because I feel like I'm a good advice giver, because I like to just fucking 
cut the bullshit and rip rip everything off like a Band-Aid. I just want to rip it off like a Band-Aid and give advice that maybe other people would be too afraid to tell you or something. Um, but tonight is kind of a, it's going to be not a spiritual sesh night, but I'm going to, I'm just talking, I'm going to tell you about me seeing a shaman. Uh, I did not do psychedelics. Drugs had nothing to do with it. I'll tell you all about it. And I also did light sage and a candle, but that's a, that's a spiritual and, uh, as it's going to get around here. I also lit a, a scented candle, a trap candle that smells like lemon verbena. Anyway, I'm drinking lots of vitamin C water uh, or whatever, emergency, and coffee. I refuse to not drink coffee. All right. I'm going to shut the fuck up right now, um, and I'm going to take some telephone calls because that's what tonight is all about, kind of. Area code... And I miss you guys so much. It's such a highlight of my week. Okay, okay. Area code eight four five. Yep. Area oh, code yeah. eight four five. Eight four five. Hi. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? And then tell me what your uh, what your deal is. Okay, I'm calling from New York in Rockland County. Uh, my name is Bill, but you know me as Why Not on Twitter. Oh yeah, I've seen you with just the letter Y and not on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. What's going right. on? Uh, nothing much. I sent you that uh, Wicked Games thing. Go check your email, your Gmail. Oh, um, my God, thank you so much. I figured you wanted it. Anyway, I wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to call in because I, I've I've heard just snippets of your program going to or from work or just too tired to like do anything because I'm a paramedic, and uh, I wanted to give a shout out uh, to uh, this week's wonderful video. Uh, and the TED Talks by Cameron, Cameron Russell, who uh, put a TED Talk up. Looks are in every, everything. Believe me, I'm a model. It's like she's very brave and open, and it's a uh, it's a hell of a talk, I must say. Oh my God, I'm gonna watch that. That's so great. I was uh, I'll totally so, watch that. Especially since I'm sick at home and like stranded at home. Yeah, I've been I've I've had the flu for like a, a little over a week now. Uh, it's getting better, but by degrees. And like today, I just spent the entire day inside, which is totally unlike me. But you know, I just said uh, I got to get over this, you know, because oh my god, yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did too. I'm just like I'm going stir crazy in my apartment. And uh, but yeah, but thank you for sending me that that uh, for the referral of the TED Talks and sending me the Wicked Game song. And also, I was watching some documentary yesterday about um, oh god, I don't even know why I'm getting into this. Just about um the importance of something about kids being brought up and adopted kids um, not adapting if they aren't uh, given enough love and, and attention. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it just made me think of that because you mentioned a TED Talk. I'm all over the place. I'm sick. Please. I'm and sorry. The, and the, my final joke for the night is don't squeeze the shaman. Don't squeeze the shaman? Is that like is that like a toilet paper joke? Yeah, it was a shaman joke wrapped up in the tagline for because that oh would be tagline for Charmin toilet paper. Let's oh go squeeze my God. the Charmin, but I'm saying I, don't I, squeeze the Shaman. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna hang up, but it doesn't mean I don't love you. I, um, thank you. Thank you for everything. <laughs> um, area code two zero six. Uh, yes, ma'am. Oh my goodness! Tell Hello? me everything. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Deontay Breckway. I'm calling from Seattle, Washington, but I was born and raised in Los Angeles. I just went to college up here. Uh, so I have two problems. Well, how old are you, by the way? Oh, I'm 24. 24, and it's Deontay? Yes, ma'am. 
Okay, keep going. I love it when you call me ma'am. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, so I recently, I recently started dating this girl who is Latina. Um, I'm mixed. Uh, I'm Dominican and um, Nigerian. And my mom, my mom does not approve of this girl. Granted, she's only met her once, and the girl left her uh, get impressing. But my mom, just for whatever reason, is not the biggest fan of Mexican people, which I think is pure ignorance, especially since she's Latina herself. And um, but you know, growing up in LA, uh, we're from South Central. There's a lot of a lot of black on brown violence that we grew up with. You know, when she was living in LA, it, it just was really taboo. You know, especially just interracial relationships, period. And she's really she's really been having a problem with it, but I really like this girl. Um, granted, we've only been dating for three months, but I cannot be with a girl whom my mom doesn't accept, if that makes sense, because that's going to make things really difficult. So I'm thinking maybe I should cut my losses in part ways. No. Like, what is What is your opinion on this? My opinion is if you break up with this girl that you care about and that you like because your mom doesn't like her, where is that going to end? You know what I mean? Like, if, I mean, you realize you like this girl and you have to just, like, oh, God, I'm going to give you a line. I'm going to give you a line with the shaman. I saw a shaman this week and, <laughs> and that was that because I opened all these things and I wanted this experience. And just there's some sentence that she said to me that can, like, it's, you know, it might sound a little silly, but she was, like, telling me to stand in my certainty, which I was like, what? Uh, okay. But, if you and I'm just going to use it with you for a second just because if you know yourself and you like yourself and you respect yourself and you recognize that you like this girl and they and she's a good person and she treats you well and she's kind to you and you're attracted to her and you have a nice time when you when you're with her and the only thing your mom doesn't like about her and she's only met this girl one time and your mom's not dating this girl and your mom's not going to have sex with this girl and your mom really doesn't have to spend a lot of time right now with this girl the only thing she doesn't like about her is, like, the color of her skin because it taps into, like, shit that she dealt with, you know, in Los Angeles and racism. You know, fuck, it's so fucked up. Racism is, like, yeah. still happening so hardcore, but it's so closeted because it's supposed to be 2013, so everybody's like, no, we all like each other. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. But it's But it's yeah. not like that. And, um, and you have to just, like, take a stand now because you're taking, like, you're, you're going to, right now, if you deal with this in a really nice, you know, grown-up way with your mom, it'll be life-changing for you because you might not last that long with this girl you're dating. It might not be forever, and that's fine. But um, but what about what about the next girl you date and the next girl and then the woman you want to marry and stuff? You need to sit down with your mom and just try to communicate with her without yelling and, and just be really logical, speak slowly. We're not super slow, but she's not retarded. But um, <laughs> yeah. maybe she is. I don't know. But like, uh, just, I'm, I'm not saying she. I'm just fucking around. But I'm just, no, I'm no, just no, like, no, and, and just like tell her, like, just go, like, what? Just do like an as if thing with her, and be like, what if I was dating some white girl or some Latina girl or whatever? And mom, you know how wonderful I am. You know you've raised a really great son. What if I dated this white girl, and her dad didn't like me, not because he didn't like me, he just didn't like me because you know, I'm black or I'm mixed or whatever, you know what I, like, or whatever your ethnicity, like, you know, like, it's, that's unfair. Right. It's small, it's small. I, I get that. Yeah. So like, it's, it's just a, I get where your mom's coming from because I'm sure like these are deep wounds within her and she's just like pissed and she's got like animosity towards things that happened to her. And that's 
personal turn. I and I get that. It's not like I don't get that. Right. You know. Oh, what do I know? I'm some fucking white girl who lives in Los Angeles who never, you know, is like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very well aware that I, I know none of these problems because I, I get away with murder. I could probably like, right. I'm aware of that, you know. So like, God knows what your mom has dealt with and stuff. But like, uh, you need to like stand up for yourself as a man and for the rest of your life, like decisions will be made in the future. It's not just about this girl right now. It's about you and your mom and like you owning yourself, you know. Yeah, I know, but uh, another, uh, it's two more issues, but a big thing with my mom, my uncle, her brother, uh, married this white woman. Uh, he was cheating on, he was cheating on my aunt or my former aunt and married this white woman. And he lives in Encino now, and uh, he's pretty much been exiled from our family. Uh, he was my favorite uncle, my only uncle, actually, and I liked him a lot, but I just remember it was like a huge uproar with our family. Um just about, you know, because he, he's, he's fairly successful, and, you know, they feel as though uh, where other other races are tapping into the pool of uh, good black men. And oh. I think, yeah, and not to mention, not to mention um, her. Like, the white woman's, their family didn't accept them either, especially when she had the baby. Like, they haven't met their grandson yet. Oh, so on both so sides, sad. It was just shitty. Yeah, it was really shitty on both sides. And it's just like, damn, I don't really want to have to deal with that, you know? I know, but what's a stronger choice? Like, I get, like, God, okay. And I've dated black guys before, and I've always been, like, and I don't I don't mean to be, like, well, I've dated black guys, but that's what, you know, that's what we're talking about right now. Like, I dated these guys, yeah, and they yeah. weren't white, and they were black, and I'm very white, so when I stand next to a black dude, like, it's very apparent, like, you know. So it's just, and it's yeah. just so fucking, like, it is a real thing, and it is, like, it's amazing to me that this still is, like, an issue and that it's weird and people are, like, hostile and pissed off about it. But I can feel it, too, when I've gone out with black guys and it's, like, it's, uh, yeah. I, I know, I just, it makes this makes me so sad. But you have to, like, you just, this is a situation where you're, like, being, you're being tested where you have to, like, figure out what matters to you and be really strong and, like, stand up to people. And it might put you in an uncomfortable situation. You might, you might have to email can you email your uncle who's been, like, ostracized from your family? Oh, I mean, I talk to him. I talk to him. We're cool. Like, whenever I visit L.A., you know, we, we catch up. I go visit him in the Valley. Like, we're still cool, but um, none of his siblings talk to him. Uh, I mean, his barely talks to him. I know, but, I mean, can you, like, call him and, like, talk to him about this specific thing? Because, like, this is something he could really give you good advice about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably should. That should have been my first thought, but... um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how he would feel about that. He's he's pretty hurt about everything and how it all transparent. It's been going I on really, for like ten years now. What it's been going on for ten years? Yeah, my uncle and his wife have been married for around ten years. Well, I think this is like you should call him about this specific thing because, like, he's gonna he's gonna be way more helpful than I am because he's gonna tell you what right. it looks like on the other. He's gonna tell you what it looks like on the other side when you make a choice and you have to fucking like deal with other people's. You know, other people's yeah, yeah. minds being small and, and not open to this. Oh, this makes me. This is such a fucking shitty situation. Don't do anything. Don't break up with your girlfriend yet. Have you talked about it with her? Um. Yeah, because well, like her family isn't too thrilled about it either. Oh my god. So, yeah, I know. It's like, damn. Like maybe we should stop. I mean, she's never considered to like stop talking to me, but at least, or she hasn't, you know, displayed it. But I remember what she was telling me because. Uh, um, when she met my mom, 
my mom was really nice to her, but, you know, uh, my mom was very honest, and she was asking her questions about her family and, you know, how they felt about these things. And my mom shared with her her experience and her thoughts on it. And, you know, it didn't really sit well with her, and she didn't like it. It made her kind of uncomfortable, and she was like, oh, well, my mom kind of expressed the same thing. But, you know, she just said it's important that you just find somebody that's nice and that, you know, treats you well. And my mom doesn't necessarily feel that way because she's like, there's a billion girls. You know, she doesn't, it doesn't have to be her. Oh, no, this is a bummer. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, call, you should call your uncle during the day when you, when you, when you know, get him or email him or something. Just, no, call him up. Tell him what you're going yeah. through. You know, yeah. don't break up with this girl yet. Just sit with yourself for a second and kind of, like, think about what kind of man you want to be. This will be, like, a choice you're making for the rest of your life. Like, you're just going to let your mom, if, if, if you're open to dating outside your race, and you're okay with it, isn't that all that should matter? Shouldn't you be an example? Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, um, this is the first time I've ever actually done it, and it's not, not like, just because I felt like it was wrong. It's just I never, I don't know, man. You know, I was in a relationship, like, most of my adult life, and which is another problem because I'm still kind of in love with my ex-girlfriend. Is she black? And it did. Uh, yeah, she is, she is, she is. And Wait, she was your in mom? LA, so that helped. Wait, wait, your mom huh? is, what's your mom? She's Latina? My, my mom, yeah, my mom's Latina. But, you know, Dominicans, we're, we're black. Okay. So, this is so odd. This is so uncomfortable for everybody involved. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is really, really shitty. And your ex-girlfriend is, is black? She's black. Yeah, she, well, she's uh, Ugandan. She's Ugandan, but, you know. But, uh, but like, but all that is. It's all that matters is like what what the, her skin looks like to your mom is like everybody's looking like the same like club or something. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. If if the because I don't um what's because my mom she grew up here she grew up here she uh she's from the United States she's from L A actually um and she that's how she was raised like even though uh, her grandfather spoke Spanish um, my grandma my grandma didn't speak Spanish my grandma's black and um African American um so you know that's just. She, that's what she identifies with. Oh, my God. Black. And she just, she doesn't like the, the idea of having a light-skinned, curly hair baby. Oh, Those my God. Those were her God. words. <laughs> Those were her words, exactly. I promise you. I promise you. I know. Um, I believe it. But this is like, you have to, like, you're 24 years old. You have to, you have to think about, do some, like, intense, deep thinking and just, like, sit with yourself and figure out what's important to you, like, you know? You can't let your mom, yeah. I know your mom's important, but you can't let your mom dictate your life. And you've got to be able to be like, I'm going to date whoever I want to date, whenever I want to date that person. And maybe reserve, you should tell your mom to reserve her extreme judgment for when you decide to have a baby with someone because you're not there yet. I mean, I hope not. Oh, no, no, Lord, no. Lord, no. Not even close. But there's even an episode of Sex in the City about this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's, an, there's an episode of Sex in the City for every situation anybody finds themselves in. Samantha dates this really hot, tall, music executive black dude, and his sister doesn't want Samantha to date him date him, uh, or get serious with a white woman, and uh, Samantha has to break it off with him because, I don't know, he breaks it off with her. I'm sorry, are you falling asleep? Are you okay? <laughs> no, 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 I'm right here. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm very interested in this because I've never seen that show. Okay, well, maybe you should start watching immediately. But no, so, so he, okay, so then Samantha and the sister, the, the black sister, get in a fight and uh, an argument, and Samantha insults the sister's food because she's a chef, and then the, the black music mogul executive says to, to Samantha, hey, I really like you, but 
she's my sister, she's my blood, and then you had to go and insult her food and all that stuff. So then Samantha is fine with breaking up with the dude, not because of the race stuff. She's okay with, with not being with him anymore because he's a pussy and listens to what his sister tells him to do, and he's not a man who sticks Damn. up for himself. <laughs> so you have to oh, decide. Shit. Yeah, you have to decide. Are you your little mommy's bitch or something, or are you going to stand up for are you going to fuck whoever you want to fuck and date whoever you want to date and hold your hands and, like, walk around proud and take a chance of being disowned? You've got to figure this shit out. It's, it's intense. I've never been in this situation, but, like, this is a life-changing, like, decision you're about to make for yourself, and it's like, I'll be so proud of you. You have to tell me what you decide. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, tough. Yeah, definitely. Definitely shout out my manhood. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think maybe just for the time being, I'm just going to see how things play out. Um, yeah, but it's not gonna yeah. be an overnight. It's not gonna be over, an overnight thing. It's gonna be like a. It's gonna be like a life, you know, work thing. You know, you're gonna have to like just see how it in, unfolds and like. But this is important to start thinking about. Okay, call me. Let me know okay. what happens if anything happens. Oh my God, that is intense. Being white, I just don't get subjected. Well, actually, I do. I mean, I have my own problems. I'm sick. Didn't I tell you that? Uh, area code four zero eight. Oh God. Hi. How are you doing? What's, what? How how old are you? Uh, where are you calling from? What's your name? Tell me all the stuff. What's going on? I'm from California. I'm 20. Uh, basically, my ex has been drug texting me for the past week, like, you know, kind of asking me to hook up or, like, making the – giving me hints that he wants to. And then I finally told him today. I was like, I'm not interested in hooking up. I just want to be friends. And, like, we've broken up a while back, but – and then he invited me to come over over to his house tonight to watch American Horror Story because that's what I was gonna do tonight. And I kind of already said yes. And I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's a bad idea. Yeah, follow your in- intuition. That's that's the lesson for everybody. Follow your intuition. He wants to hook up with you. You don't. You want to be friends. So now he's going to invite you over to watch TV where you'll both be laying down or on a couch all cozy watching a scary television show, which, by the way, I really think the first season was so much better than the second season. What do you think? I think so, too. I'm just not into this shit. I just stopped watching it. So maybe I should get back on track. What do you think? Just forget it? No, you should just totally watch it. It's, it's completely it's just two con- completely different stories, but I think it's still interesting. And some, uh, of the, right. some of the characters from the first season is in the second season, so I think that's pretty cool, too. I know. I really love that Evan Peters guy, or whatever his name is, the guy dating. Oh, God, uh, so <laughs> oh my God, that guy is so cute. Anyway, um, here's what I think. Well, first of all, aren't you supposed, you're supposed to go over there by 10 to watch the show? I already said yes, so I'm getting ready right now. I know this is terrible, but okay, I, mean, well, I trust my... I trust myself that I won't do anything, but what should I expect? Or, like, what what should I do if he tries to do something? Because I, I really want to be friends, like, honestly. Okay, well, here's the thing. I mean, I even have an ex-boyfriend who invites me over to watch movies, but I still haven't, I still don't say yes because I don't want to even have to deal with what I think might happen because I'm following my intuition, I'm trusting my intuition. Here's the thing. You might be a little bit flattered by the fact that, that he keeps making it's, – it's a nice thing when a guy keeps wanting you and you don't want him. It's kind of like a sexy thing where you feel like, oh, that's cool. This is great. He thinks I'm – he wants me and I don't want him, and this is great. I feel very powerful. But um, I think it'd be safer just to say, hey, I can't make it. But you already said yes. 
you're kind of looking, I, I feel like you're kind of into the drama or to the whatever, and you're kind of like going to stick your toe in the water and test test the water. So just go over there, and when he tries to start making out with you, just don't make out with him and just say, oh, I really want to be friends, you know, like that's why I'm making this effort to like watch a show with you to, to, so you can prove to me that we can just hang out and be friends like you said. So there you go. Leave your pants on. Wear jeans. <laughs> Make sure you wear pants. Don't wear a skirt because that's too easy to take off undies. Oh, no, it's too, it's too cold to wear a skirt anyway. It is so fucking cold out. Where are you calling from? You're in California. Yeah, I'm in San Francisco. Oh, God, it's probably more cold there. It's like in the 40s in L.A. I'm, I'm dying over here. It's freezing. Yeah, it's been cold lately. Okay, well, good luck. Call us next week to let me know that you're not pregnant, okay? Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Um... Area code 408. Hi. Hi, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Are you in San Francisco also with an, with an area code no, 408? No, well, I'm in, like, I'm an hour south of San Francisco. Um, so. Tell yeah. me all the details. I'm near San Jose. Okay, name well, eight. um, oh, it's, uh, Courtney. I actually called last week. Um, I'm 20. I was concerned about getting fat after surgery, but that's over. So... <laughs> Yay! Um, oh my God, Courtney! Courtney sent me an email. I yes. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that like anything I may have told you on this uh, radio show podcast is helpful. That makes me so happy. So tell me what's going on. Give me your, give me an update. What's happening? Okay. Well, that issue is totally fine now. I just you know I started doing what you said and followed your advice and just kind of got over it and uh, tried to appreciate everything that is going on and. I just kind of got over it, and now I'm, like, being more active and making plans to, like, go on hikes with friends and stuff, so that's fine, but I'm kind of going through, like, a best friend breakup situation right now. Oh, tell me everything. (laughs) Really sucks. Yeah, it's, like, so one of my best friends from high school recently, a couple weeks ago, like, her boyfriend broke up with her, and... She was totally devastated because they were together for, like, over a year, and she was all in love and everything. And so, obviously, you know, I'm there for her and all this stuff. But, you know, she's just someone that's really clingy, which is fine. You know, that's her. But the problem is, is, like, I was sitting here, and I'm just a really busy person. Like, I'm going to school full-time and working part-time, and so I don't have time for shit. (laughs) And I was trying to be there for her and everything. So I tried to rearrange my schedule and be there for her and all this stuff. And everything was going fine for the last couple weeks. And she was, you know, starting to get a little stronger and move past just being upset. And then all of a sudden today, I went to go online and check my email because that's the first thing that I do when I wake up. And, of course, stupid Facebook is my homepage. So all I see is that she's back together with her boyfriend. And I had to find out through Facebook and I'm like, okay, this guy's an asshole. Like, he told you you're fat and ugly. What are you doing? So I called her out on it, and she really doesn't get where I'm coming from as far as I'm mad because, A, I care about her, and she's making a stupid, hurtful decision to herself, and, B, she didn't even have the respect to tell me. Like, I had to find it on Facebook, like some girl she had class with three years ago. I don't know. And well, now okay, I'm at the point me. where it's like I have no interest in going through this with her all over again. Oh, my goodness, this is so interesting. I was just writing something about, it was like a, it was not a real story, but about, like, two best friends, two girlfriends, and uh, and one of them, 
One of them is like me, who's looking for magic and love and like, you know, crazy movie magical love. And I, you know, I have sex with lots of people and make out with lots of people or fling myself <laughs> into the world. And then my best girlfriend, this is a fictitious story I'm writing. And then my best girlfriend, who I thought was on the same page as me and like very self-aware and smart, decides to get engaged to some dork that we both like were making fun of like a week before, you know? And so oh, I feel God. really... And I feel, and like, and then, you know, I just feel really abandoned because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought we were on the same path here. I thought we had the same life ideals. And all of a sudden you're jumping off the ship to like go be, play it safe with this dude. So anyway, and it's about a best friend breakup. Anyway, the thing is with that, like to give you logical advice, um, because you brought up two things. Like you're trying to be a really good friend during her breakup, but you were busy, Right. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't hang out with her every day like she wanted to, but I made the time. Like, I hung out with her a few times each week, and I was there for, like, pretty much that whole initial first weekend. And it's just, like, we just started school a couple weeks ago, so shit's been a little crazy. Okay, but you brought that point up, and then you brought up that, like, you're offended that that you, like, went on Facebook and found out that she... um, is back together with this guy. Where was yeah. there some fight? Was, was there some fight in between where she told you that you weren't there for her enough or something? Like a no, there like, of Stephanie Frankel thing. Oh god, no! Like I, I thought everything was fine. I know that she would say, "Hey, can you hang out?" And there are some times where I like legitimately couldn't. I'd be like, "I'm so sorry, you know, I'm leaving school now and I'm on my way to work." And you know, I couldn't hang out. Like, yesterday she asked me to hang out for lunch, and that's pretty much what happened. I just couldn't. But I've always told her, even when I can't physically hang out, you can call me because I have, you know, my job, I have the luxury of being able to, like, be on the phone and do stuff. So, you know, I just always wanted her to know that I was there for her, and I completely, you know, felt like I was doing everything within my power to be there for her. And she said she appreciated it, like, when we talked about it, and everything was fine, and she was starting to reach out to other friends and make new friends, and I figured, okay, that's perfect, you know, she can lean on those people a little bit when I can't 100% be there, and then all of a sudden, she didn't even tell me, and then when I got mad about it, she, like, didn't even understand what, you know, where I was coming from, and that kind of hurt, because she kept saying she was sorry for not telling me, but she wasn't because she admitted that she did it on purpose because she didn't want to hear my reaction because she knew I'd be mad. Okay. Well, can we call her right now? I don't I don't know. I don't really, like, I don't, the only reason is I feel a little bit bad because I don't want to, like, put her on blast. That's true. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't really think you're experiencing a friend breakup right now because I feel like here's what happens sometimes with gr- in girl relationships. Like, I feel like, it's so all or nothing. Like, I do that. My girlfriends are like that with me, and I'm like that with them sometimes. Wait, what's happening? You have, like, a weird... Are you dragging oh, a dead body? Hello? What's happening? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like a weird connection happening. Okay. Well, I feel oh, like... Geez. I'm really busy a lot of the time, and sometimes I'm not busy, and I have tons of time, and I can, I can hang out, like, over the holidays or whatever. Anyway, and so... Yeah. You go... It's like, uh... I don't know. It's like, girls are so interesting to me sometimes, because, like... We'll hang out a ton, and then if you don't hang out, it means you guys hate each other. And that's not the case. Like, it's not the case. And it's, uh, it's 
she shouldn't have expected you. You shouldn't have felt guilty uh, to not be at her beck and call 24-7. She shouldn't yeah. have expected that. She, she shouldn't have expected that from you, and maybe she didn't. Maybe you're just feeling guilty because you, you're a people pleaser like we all are, and you feel like, oh, God, if she reaches out to me, I want to be available. Now I feel bad. I hope she's not mad at me because that's how that's how a lot of us act lately, you know, and that's how, how girls can be. Like, you want you want to please everybody, and you want to be there for everybody if you feel bad, even even though the other person might not even be mad at you. Wait, is, what's happening in the background of your, when you're calling your – I don't know. Does it sound weird? Because I'm literally just sitting here. Yeah, I don't know so. what it is. That's okay. I'm just checking in. Um, so here's <laughs> the thing. And and maybe like, well, you said you don't like the guy. Maybe. He's oh no, he sucks. Well, there you go. So maybe take her at face value. If she wants to get back together with him, and she didn't want to hear your opinion because she knew what it would be, and she's embarrassed because she probably vented to you all the bad stuff. Because when we're breaking up with someone. And we're having problems. Yeah. We, usually, we always tell our best friends and our mom all the fucking worst shit. And then you're like, oh, we're getting back together. And all your friends are like, but he raped you. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's the best part. Her mom got mad too. Yeah. So, so like, listen, just call her, call her and be like, hey, I know we're in a weird place. I love you a lot. You're like my best friend or whatever she is to you. You're my best friend. Um I don't have to date the guy. You do. So you do whatever you want to do, and I support you in whatever you want to do because that's the truth. Like, unless he's beating her or getting her addicted to, like, crystal meth or heroin or, like, making his friends, make her have, make, making her have sex with his friends and, like, selling her as a prostitute or whatever, like, or, or like, I mean, I guess you said he calls her fat, though, right? He, like, really Yeah, he, he, okay, so, I mean, we've all gained a little weight since high school. Shit happens, but. Oh, my God. Come on. It's, like, one of those things where, honestly, it's not even a big deal because she's one of those people that she's, like, that friend that looks gorgeous without makeup and you kind of hate her because you're, like, damn it. So she's always been really pretty. And, like, even though she's gained a little bit of weight, it's one of those things where, obviously, you know, she's aware of it, but no one else really cares. And he was like, well, I haven't been attracted to you and maybe you should go to the gym and make me be attracted to you again. And said all these horrible things. And my whole thing is why would you want to be with someone like that who disrespects you? But at the end of the day, like I get that it's her life and her decision and everything. And that's fine. If you want to go be with this guy that sucks. Okay. But like, I just told her that I didn't want to hear about it anymore. Cause this happens like I swear every two weeks. And I probably should have seen it coming, but this last breakup of theirs seemed rather permanent. So I was like, okay. But she does this to me every time, and I feel like she only wants to talk to me or hang out with me when they're having problems. Hmm. This is frustrating. And I've told her that. And she, like, doesn't get it. Well, you've told her that, communicated your feelings. She's back together with with the guy. They'll probably break up again. Just like you said your piece, stay busy, do your stuff. And, like, part of when you kind of agree to be friends with someone, you take on their bad stuff, too. Like, what do you laugh about her? Uh, well, she, you know, she's a really sweet person, and she does have a really big heart, and we have a lot of fun, and we can, like, we can go out and have a good time and be out, or we can stay at home and just watch TV and eat a bunch of crap. It's, you know... She's just, we have similarities, and we've been friends for a really long time. It's just I'm at the point where it's like, 
I feel like this, especially recently, I've been her friend, but she hasn't really been mine, and I don't really have any interest in that because I'm 20, like, I'm busy, I'm working towards my degree, I really don't have time for this, and it just sucks because I'm sad about it, but at the same time, if she's not making the effort to change and, like, work on our friendship, then I have no interest in it. And by going back to this guy and making the same mistakes, she's kind of showing me that she hasn't changed because this is just a pattern. You know, it's funny you say that because I went through the same thing. I'm only going to bring it back to me for two seconds, and I'm going to throw it right <laughs> back to you. Um, I went through a similar thing with a girlfriend, and it was kind of heartbreaking. But, uh, yeah, we had a nice time together. She's really funny. I respect her. I think she's interesting. And like, and, uh, but she would just fucking spiral over these guys who treated her so badly. And I just was like, oh my God, how can I be so close to someone who makes these life decisions for themselves that I don't back, that I don't respect or understand. And like, and it did turn into, it was all about her spiraling all the time on the phone, and I would give her the same advice over and over again, which I like doing, obviously, because I have this podcast. <laughs> I, like giving, I like giving people advice, but, like, you know, I do want the give and take in a friendship. I want somebody to ask about me, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not bummed if somebody's having a bad day and they need to talk about it, but when it's, like, the same problem over and over and over again and the same advice that I give you my opinion on, like, over and over and over again, like, should I get him? You think he's bad news? Should I break up with him? And I'm like, yeah, I told you that like five times this week. I'm telling you the same thing. Why are you? Why are you letting him? Why are you letting him fuck you in the ass when he doesn't want to be your boyfriend anymore? You know what I mean? Like all these like. Yeah. These, no, that's like, exactly it. Yeah, and I, it's like, and then, and I had to take what I did with this girl was I had to just stop hanging out with her, and I kind of just backed off, and she didn't know why, and I didn't really tell her, and I think I may have may have handled it badly because now now. When I give you advice in the next few seconds, I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to give you advice. I might have to take this advice for myself because I don't. I don't think I handled the situation properly. But what I did with her, is I just backed off, and then I missed her, and then I remembered what I liked about her, and I decided to like text her and hang out, and then I checked in with her like a few months later to see what was going on in her life. But me giving you advice, I would say like, if you can be brutally honest like about her and how, what you think of her and what you want in a friendship, if you can tell her all the things that you just told me about her and what you want out of your relationship with her, that will, I think that's probably warmer and more brave and cooler and more interesting a thing to do than just backing off and, like, falling off the face of the earth and avoiding her for three months like I did with my friend, you know? Yeah, like, and I feel like I tried to because I talked to her about this earlier, and I at some point I realized she wasn't getting why I was upset, so I tried to explain it a little more, like, calmly and just be like, I feel like I'm not getting this from our friendship. And I kind of explained all those things, and then she never really responded because this is over text, which is horrible. But. No, no, you can't do this over text. You have to do this in person. I know. Hang out in person. No, I won't. It's not, it's not the same over text. Like, you need to talk to her, and then as she doesn't, if, if she doesn't understand it, you keep going over it. And have a conversation about it. And then you can see each other's faces and hear the inflections in each other's voices. Like, people need to make more phone calls and hang out in person when they have these intense conversations. It's not okay with text because there's something yeah. that's translation. So I think you should do that before you write it off and call it a friend breakup. But also, 
the reason why you're reacting to all the stuff she's doing with the guys and, and stupid choices or bad decisions she's making with her life that you don't agree with and her behavior and stuff is because, like, she's somebody you let really close to you and you don't want to, like, you, maybe you see yourself reflected in her or you go, God, like, that's not the person I want to be. And, like, and it's scary because you don't want to have people who, who you don't respect or doing things in their life that you don't respect. You don't want to have them near you because it rubs off on you and it's like a reflection of you. So it's scary. So, you know, you're having a personal reaction to her life choices. So meet in person and just like go to a restaurant or a cafe or something and just get in a booth and just fucking talk for like four hours, you know? Yeah. And, And don't forget about what you like about her. And don't forget that people aren't perfect. You know, like I have a best girlfriend and a different one, a really good different one. And, uh, we're really different, and uh, even religiously, like, we're different. I'm not religious, but she is, and I don't agree with her religion, but I don't even think about that when I hang out with her. I just like all the other aspects of her. And, yeah. And I'm different. She wants to get get married, and she wants a serious thing, and she's, I think maybe she is settling in her relationship. And me, I live my life in a different way. I, like, do a lot, of, and, I, and, and she, we're just very different, but, like, so you're never going to get, like, perfection because there's no just such thing it's like you meet people and they kind of balance you out and you have to remember that like people aren't going to be everything you think they should be like they're just interesting and bizarre and different and fucked up and funny and all those things but like yeah just hang out with her at a cafe for four hours and then call me and let me know how it goes and i'm glad i was gonna read your response email tonight without your name but i was gonna (laughs) because i last week i'm just gonna tell the people who are listening the girl i'm on the phone with now her name is courtney uh it was really awesome because she was all bummed out because she gained a little bit of weight or something after she had she got she had an injury and she couldn't really exercise or move she had to be at home and, and she put on some weight and she was all bummed out on her body and uh, and now she's not now she's and, and I told her like whatever I don't know what I told you that was so great I think it was to like you know put a push up bra uh, and put, yeah, yeah. Put, on. <laughs> but, and, and then embrace your body and then be kind to yourself and just like yourself and like and. Uh, and just stop being so fucking mean to to yourself. And yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I made you feel better because I'm sure yes. I just I wanted to thank you because I feel like you give out all this advice and I don't know how many times you actually hear back from people. So well, that made it made my night. I almost burst into tears and I like Yay. told my friends like and I was like, oh my god, this is this is why I do this. It makes me so happy because that's the thing. Like God, you can love yourself. You know, uh, not at the weight that you that you want to be. If you, you can love yourself when you're like, you know, 10 to 20 to 30, however many pounds over your normal weight, whatever that means is. You can love yourself when you're on your skinnier end of it. You can love yourself when you're. You can just. You can. I think the trick is, which is super hard, is to be nice to yourself during all of it, and just to be like, okay, well, I guess this is where I'm at now, but I don't love being at this place, but while I get to where I want to be, I can still be really nice and I don't have to be a fucking asshole to myself, you know? Yeah. Anyway, go talk to your friend and don't beat her up for being uh, an idiot. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Um, area code 512. Oh, hi. Hello. Okay. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Tell me everything. Um. Okay. I'm from Texas and I'm 18 and my name is kind of unique so I don't know if I want to say it make up a fun fun fake name what's a fun fake name <laughs> what's a fun fake name um let's see I don't know can I can I be like like Chanel 
That's cute. Yeah, she's Chanel. That's awesome. Okay, you're Chanel. You're in Texas. You're 18. What is going on uh-huh. with you? Okay, so I met this guy at a party a couple of months ago, and we started talking, flirting, blah, 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 blah. We, like, decided we were attracted to each other, and we would, like, flirt all the time. But um, since we're both in college, like, timings were, like, always off, and we get a different school, so um, it's, like, crazy. So we, like, never got the chance to hang out. So winter break is over, and I end up hanging out with him, and we, like, obviously knew we were going to hook up, you know, it was, like, at, like, 2 in the morning, so it was, like, super obvious. So, I mean, I'm not, like, expect. he did text me the day after. And wait, wait, hold on, I have a question, I have a question. When you say hook okay. up, you mean, do you mean sex, yeah, we anal like, sex, making yeah. out? Like, <laughs> well, like, everything. We had sex, and we didn't have anal sex. Thank um, God. Can I just tell everybody <laughs> who's listening to Boy Crazy Radio not to have anal sex ever, please? I just don't, I don't support it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I actually quoted you during it, now that I think about it. Because one time you were like, uh, whenever a guy asks you to, like, if he can, like, put it in your ass, like, just be like, no, I'm saving it for marriage. <laughs> I actually Exactly. <laughs> Which is totally weird now that I think about it. But anyway, so um so it was like kind of weird and you know, the like first times with like someone like hooking up with someone for the first time is always awkward. So he kept on like slipping out like constantly and it's not like he's too small, but I don't know, it was just like weird. And um, so he was just, like, texting me the day after, being like, oh, hey, sorry, I was, like, being retarded yesterday. And we and I texted him, and then he never replied. And then he invited me to a party, like, a couple of weeks ago. And it was the night after. And I ended up not showing up because I wanted to, like, avoid awkwardness. I don't know. I was just, like, retarded. And I texted him being like, oh, I thought the party was tonight. Oops. And then he texted me, and then I texted him back, and then he just, like, didn't reply. So I don't know what, like, the deal is. Like, because I thought he would, like, ignore me if he, like, never wanted to hook up again. But he did text me the day after. So I don't know. I'm just, like, confused, and I don't know how to, like. Okay. Chanel, I'm going to ask you a question. (laughs) Yeah. Ready? Okay. Yeah. So, how long ago did you guys have sex? Um, Saturday morning, like Friday night, Saturday morning. Okay, so you left his place this past Saturday morning, and today is Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, and then he and he texted you on Sunday, and what did he text you? Oh, he texted me. No, that like Saturday morning. He was like, okay, hey, sorry, I was being retarded last night. And why do you but think was, he was being Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, like, answer question by question and don't go off on a okay. tangent. Okay. So um, what did he text you about? He just texted you, sorry, I was being retarded last night? Mm-hmm. And then there was a party happening on Saturday night that, you're, that he had invited to you? He had invited you on when? Like, a weeks ago, like two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. Okay, so you but, just didn't go to the. Okay, so you just didn't go to the party because he didn't re-invite you after you had sex. So you didn't. Yeah. So you got embarrassed. You got embarrassed, yeah. and you didn't want to go because you thought that if you were to go, you would look like a stalker, right? 
Yeah, 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 definitely. That's exactly what, yeah, I couldn't explain this to, like, everyone else. That's exactly what it is. Because yeah, I, I want to seem like, sorry. Go on. Oh, no, I go through the same thing where it's like, if I have a plan to do something, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go to a party, and then I hook up with a guy after I already know about the party, mm-hmm. and then I want to go to that party. I've been in the same situation because, uh, I, and then I won't want to go to the party because I'll think, oh, my God. He's going to be there now if I show up. Like, mm-hmm. he'll, And I hate that because if we were really logical and smart about it and powerful and, like, and confident, yeah. you would think, no, I, my name's Chanel. I was, invited, I, I, was invited, <laughs> I was invited to the party before all this happened. Why wouldn't I go? He yeah. should be nervous to go. Or actually, he shouldn't be. You guys should just both go and coexist and walk past any weirdness because you're totally yeah. allowed to be there. You're totally allowed to be there. I think it's at the party, I mean. And the whole thing that's so fucked up is, why is it that after you have sex with a dude or you hook up with him or whatever, why mm-hmm. is it that no matter how confident you were to begin with and, and um, when you were, like, being courted by him or when you were flirting and yeah. you're all sexy and you know that he wants you and blah, 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 the minute yeah. you guys have sex, why is it that the girl feels like, oh, my God, now he has all the power, he has all of it? Why is that? Yeah, I don't know, which is which sucks, because, like, with him, it was usually, like, a very 50-50 thing, and, like, we, like, we were both so open about, like, being attracted to each other, and, you know, and, like, eventually wanting to hook up, and, I mean, it's not, like, and I didn't want to seem like I was going to, like, cling on him, you know, like, if I went to the party, I thought I was going to be, like, oh, my God, he's going to think that I'm going to be clingy on him, or that I, like, expect a lot of things from him now, which, like, I don't, because I, like, I know how, like, our, t- like, timing and stuff with us is, like, complicated, you know, but, but wait, like, hold on, no, okay, sorry, what, what were you going to say? I don't know. No, go ahead, you can go. But, like, let's just get to basics. Mm-hmm. Do you like him? Well, I, I mean, I'm, like, attracted to him. I, like, I haven't spent enough time with him to say that I have feelings for him, but I mean, we've okay. talked for like a while. So it's like this, like, uh, like lust, I guess, kind of thing. I don't know, like attraction. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So he texted you the next, the next day and mm-hmm. or the Saturday, and then you haven't heard from him since? We texted on Sunday because I was like, I texted him and I was like, oh, sorry, I thought the party was tonight. So I kind of... Oh, wait a minute. Hold I, on, hold on, hold on. Stop talking for two seconds. Too much. Okay. okay. <laughs> hold on. But, like, just, just, be, just, like, practice being quiet right now. I need to, I'm trying to, like, get to the bottom of some stuff. So that the, not, the okay. laughter and the okay... You don't have to say okay or um, just, like, hold on. In the text that he sent to you after you guys had had sex, he mentioned the party and asked you if you're going? No. So when you texted, like... When you continued the texting the days after you had sex, you brought up the party and you just happened to say, sorry, I thought I thought the party was this other night. You just volunteered that information? Okay, now this is what happened. We hooked up Saturday morning, like Saturday at 2 in the morning. And then he texted me that, like, that same day on Saturday, that morning. And then I texted him back. He never replied. So then I was like, okay, I'm not going to – and the party was Saturday night. 
So I was like, if I go to this party, he, like, didn't, like, ask me anything about it, and I don't want to just, like, show up and be, like, awkward. So then I didn't text him all that night, and I went to bed early just so I, like, didn't have to think about it. And then I texted him Sunday afternoon, and I was like, oh, I thought the party was today. I'm such a spaz. And then he just replied, LOL. And then he, like, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so done with this guy. Like, he's such a douche. And then later on, he, like, double-texted me, and he was like, oh, you missed out. And then I, like, replied something, and he never replied. So what what did you reply with? Um, I was like, oh, what did I miss out on, or something stupid like that. <laughs> um, oh, so you even asked him a question? You even asked him a question, and he didn't respond? Yeah. So, and I well, texted him, like, hours after, but still, he could have replied. Okay, here's the thing. Here's I'm just going to go back to, like, the fact is so much is lost within texting. Like, you're not looking at the person's face, and we're, 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 yeah. deciding, how, we're deciding how another person feels and all this stuff. And uh, I'm just going to put you on mute for a second. We're deciding how somebody else feels for us and all this fucking weird shit. And, like, the, the fact of the matter is I'm bringing you back off mute because I miss you. Um, you don't. You don't know what he felt for you. You should have just gone to the party if you wanted to go to the party. That's that's the issue. You should have just gone to the party because you were invited. It's a party. If you wanted to go, you should have gone. You shouldn't have let him dictate, um, you know, whether or not you do something. You know what I mean? So, and, and then you could have walked through it, and who knows what would happen. Like, maybe he just assumed he was going to see you at the party, and you didn't go, and I don't know. Um, How do I fix this then? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know how you fix it. You can fix it by doing one last final thing. But I'm kind of bummed. Sorry, I'm sick. I'm kind of bummed that he he never answered your question. When was the last text yeah. today? No, it was Sunday night. That's why I'm, like, freaking out. I mean, so why whenever... Fucking, you, hold on. This is too ridiculous right now. It's like, how about this? Why don't you just call him up and go, hey, what are you doing right now? He's going to be, like, homework. All right, well, like, it's embarrassing. This is embarrassing, all of us. I'm talking to myself right now, too. The fact that, like, this conversation I'm having right now with you is something that everybody can relate to as a girl and a guy, but mainly girls, because guys yeah. are as crazy as we are. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, if you're a girl and you want to fucking talk to a dude and you like him, just be your, who you really are all the time. Don't. Don't let sex dictate, like, you cowering, like, and, and turning off who you really are most of the time because now you can't be that way anymore because you gave yourself to this guy, so now you have to cower. It's so fucked up. It's so lame, and I'm just getting upset because I do the same thing, and I'm really trying to not do that anymore. Like, if I hook up with a dude and I ask, you know, and I tell him, and he texts me, I don't get afraid to text back, or I don't, or I, I don't know. I'll email him if I want to, or... If he emails me, I like the guy to start to initiate the conversation because I feel like I am a little bit old school like that. I'm a little bit old fashioned mm-hmm. where it's like if I had sex with a guy, if I make out with him or whatever, I want him to find me and and initiate a conversation because that's sexy to me. It makes me feel like I'm not chasing a dude because I want a, the kind of guy I want is a, is a guy who who finds me, who pursues me. So okay, so it's like if the dude did text you after. At least he fucking texted you after. That's that's something nice. Yeah. You should have just gone to the party 
and now it's like in this really weird gray area where you asked him a question and he never responded, and that, that kind of makes me feel like, oof, like, because it was kind of handled fucked up. Nobody took the reins. Everybody's such a fucking coward pussy that, like, him and you, I don't know what's going on. I can't read this guy. I don't know him. But if you want yeah. to really fuck, if you want to be fucking bold and brave and, like, you've already fucked the dude and you have nothing to lose because you don't even know if you like him, if you want to hang yeah. out, what I would do, what I, okay, what I would do if I were you is tomorrow go, hey, what are you doing? Like, at noon, just go, hey, what are you doing today? Do you want to go get lunch? And fucking be a grown-up and own yourself and be confident and brave and don't give your power away. And if you did, take it fucking back. And if he doesn't want to have lunch, then there you go. You got your answer. At least you know, you know. And ideally, ideally, in a perfect world, you would call him. But I know you're 18, and that's like, that's that's too scary, right? No, I mean, I would, I am... I don't know. I feel like I would call him, but I just feel retar- Like I just feel dumb right now because, like, he always initiates everything we like ever, like well, anything we do. He will yeah, initiate but fuck, it. Fuck that though. Fuck like change that. Break that thing. Like great, great. As long as he's initiated a bunch of stuff before, cool. You guys have already had sex. You have nothing left. You have nothing left to lose. Except all you have to do now is you're going to find out if you even like this guy. And it sounds like you are thinking about him and you're obsessing and your ego is involved and you want to, you don't even know if you like this guy. So how about you do a little fun exercise and tomorrow you call him up and you don't, you just breathe before you call him up and you go at like around noon or something or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Maybe on Saturday. I don't know when you can do this. When there's time. You have school tomorrow? Yeah, I have school tomorrow. Um, okay. Well, just he has call him. Okay, hold on. We're not really talking over each other. You just figure out when there's a good time. Call him during the day, and, and if you if you get voicemail, leave a message and go, hey, I just had some free time, and I was thinking about you, and I wanted to know if you wanted to go do this thing later. If you want to go, I want to go do this thing. And whether it's dinner or lunch or coffee or a movie or blah, 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 figure out some activity and just be very casual on the phone as if you're talking to a girlfriend or your mom because you're allowed to call him. You're allowed to just be normal. And if he's, yeah. just because I doubt, and maybe he, and if he is this guy that I'm about to describe, he's a total dick, if he's like, <laughs> oh, my God, she called me? What a weirdo. Like, oh, gross. Oh, she's so annoying. If he's, if he's like that, cool. Better to find out sooner than later because that means he's a fucking dick and, like, you don't want him yeah. in your life. But maybe he'll be like this. Maybe he'll be like, Oh, that's so cool you called. I would love to do that. Sure, okay. And then you'll go. Because, like, but I totally can relate to everything you've just brought up and all your feelings that you're experiencing because I do the same thing. So when I'm talking to you, I'm, like, giving myself advice, too. So, like, let's stop fucking being like that and just fucking giving all the power to the dude. Keep it with you. Keep your power. You're awesome. You were awesome before. You're, you're in school. You're studying cool shit. You're, you're, you know, you're on your way to being. You're a great woman. You're, I'm sure you're, you know, you're beautiful. Like you're interesting. You've got interests and, and friends and, a, and whatever and a rich life. I hope this guy is lucky to know you, and he's lucky that he even got to stick his dick in you. If he's not interested in you anymore, that's his problem. That's fine. You take that chance. Maybe he's not. Whatever. But you are not done with the situation yet, and you seem like you want to find out. So rip it off like a band-aid and call him tomorrow like a fucking grown-ass woman, okay? And it'll make you stronger and make you cooler and make you braver, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. You rock.
You are amazing. Call me next week and let me know what happens with them. I want to know. And it's like a soap opera, okay? Okay, I will. Okay, bye. Oh, my God, it's exciting. that I'm giving out homework. Um, all right, area code 714. Hello? Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, um, I'm just going to go by Charlie. Is I'm 22 and I'm from Los Angeles. What is going on, Charlie? Okay, so um, I have a best friend. Um, I've been friends with her for about, like, nine years. And her name is, I'm just going to call her Stace. But, uh, yeah, she goes to school, in grad school in Boston now. But um, my dilemma is that I've liked her for those nine years that we were friends. And then, like, I realized the last three that we were friends that I fell in love with her. So, like, sorry if I'm a little shaky, and I know it's really, like, cheesy, but... Yeah, I um, over the summer of last year, like, I finally got the courage and visited her in Boston and, like, just spilt my guts. And um, it was a lot because we, like, we went to church together, you know. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of a, it shook our world. And um, sorry if I'm being a little, like. No, you're fine. You're totally yeah. safe with me. You're you're good. Don't just breathe. You're totally okay. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, like, you know, growing up in church, um, I wasn't, like, totally crazy, but still, like, I knew, you know, like, it wasn't a bad thing or anything, and I mean, I had to be my own person, so I built the courage and, you know, just said what's up and was honest, and, um, like, she got upset, and I totally understood that. But um, I didn't tell her to be, like, reciprocated. I actually wanted to work through it. And I knew, like, I've heard stories where, you know, people work things out like that. And um, she was just, I think she was just, like, really shocked and she didn't know how to take it. So um, I left Boston on sort of a sour and cold note, just, like, everything up in the air. And I... Um, I didn't actually tell her that we should work through it. Like, I got scared and I said that we shouldn't be friends because I thought that was the best for us. But, um, like, I realized I didn't mean that, you know, and, like, we haven't spoken in four months. But she came back in December and, like, you know, it was just sort of building up. There was just tension and I knew I was going to run into her and I didn't know what to do. But, like, the whole summer, like, that during that whole time we didn't talk, like, I had a lot of growing up to do and sort of, you know, owned up to it, and I wanted to talk to her, but she told me, like, that she was still really uncomfortable, so I just, you know, I'm giving her space, but um, she's really non-confrontational, and I know I'm not being, like, really pushy or anything, that's just, like, what I've been going through, so... What is your question? Well, like, my question is, um, am I pushing too much, or well, am I... Because I know, like, you know, I mean, give it time, but at the same time, you know, like, when are you ready? You can never be too ready. And I don't know if, like... um, you know, if this is, like, the end of a friendship or... Well, here's what I think. I think that 
what, was a really brave thing for you to tell her what you were feeling when you went to go visit her in Boston. But when yeah. you did that, you knew you were taking a chance of like, you know, how you didn't know how she was going to take that information, and you took, you knew you were taking a chance that she might become uncomfortable with with the info that you were giving her because you know you've probably seen her naked and you probably probably shared a bed together, and she she thinks of you one way, and it's almost like she feels betrayed because. She right. just thought you were her. Yeah, she, you know, it's like it's it's like you're pulling the rug out from under her where she's like, whoa, I thought I see you in this way and I thought we were this. And now you're yeah. like somebody and who's like sexually sexually attracted to me and all this stuff. And it's like it's not it's not the way she was framing your friendship. So it's bizarre and she was probably rattled. Now, I also I know. understand what. So, like, I, I totally got that, like, um, I mean, of course, I wasn't trying to hurt her or anything, but um, that there was that sense of betrayal there. So I got that, like, it probably really, you know, weirded her out. But, um, I'm sorry? What were you going to say? I, I, I still have stuff to say, but what were you going to add? Um, just, um, like, I think I keep, when I'm pulling through this, and I was just wondering that maybe, like if I'm holding on too much to the friendship. No, what you're supposed to say should... though. But just give me a second. Hold on. Like let me. Okay. I listened to all your stuff and I, I'm just thinking about it. And this is what's coming up for me. Is like, so that was months ago when you gave her this information, and then that was like that was a while ago, right? You were in Boston. Like, yeah. Because like, I wanted to give her a lot of that time, and I also wanted time for myself too. But when were you in Boston? What month? Um, I was I was there in July. Okay, so you were there in July. She came back in December, and you didn't really reach out that much in between, right? Yeah, because I knew, like, you know, she'd be uncomfortable, so I just tried to be okay. pretty. Yeah. So you so you keep saying that that you feel like you know am I being too pushy and am I pressing for a friendship and all this stuff? But the story that I'm hearing is you aren't. You might be thinking about it a lot, but this is going on in your head, and it doesn't seem like you've been very pushy with her. What, when you told me that you're in Boston and you told her about your feelings for her, and then you, it sounds to me like, okay, you got scared, and before you could even, like, just let the new information you were giving her just kind of exist, all of a sudden you're trying to control the situation because you feel kind of out of control by saying, we shouldn't, we, 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 we shouldn't be friends anymore. Like, right, right. You, you, I mean, that was you trying to kind of, like, do damage control and 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 control the, the situation that's that feels out of control and different and bizarre and it's like an, it's a it's, unco- it's an uncomfortable situation to put yourself in and part of you was very brave to be honest with her but then you kind of want to like run away and and curl up in a cocoon like and and run away and be like oh don't worry we're not friends anymore here's the info yeah, see you later bye like hibernate so <laughs> yeah and, and you're trying to like but the, but the thing is like that's also confusing. So now you're giving her confusing information and you're telling her you want to end the friendship. So you're giving her a lot of information. You're like, I'm in right. love with you. Let's end this friendship later, like, because you're being defensive. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I think that maybe an email where you can just be clear with your thoughts and just be really honest because okay. she's not gay, right? She's not gay. Or is she bisexual at all? No. no, like um, a few of her questions, sort of, a few of our friends sort of questioned her like sexual, but I don't think she is. Uh, I know she's like very um, open to opinion, you know, she's okay with it, but you know, when it comes to her, I don't think she is. And um, so, like, uh, I 
realized after I left, you know, the, during that time, I was like, wow, that was, you know, I was just giving her a lot of confusing directions that, like, we shouldn't be friends, and that's not what I really meant either. So but it's, listen, um, okay, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to oh, say, no, 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 you know, if, if you know that she's not going to be into you because you know where she stands on that, and she if she likes boys, then even, even telling her this stuff, it's cool you're being honest, but at the same time, you're kind of, it's kind of a heartbreaking situation for you to be in because, you know, maybe you're hopeful that she'll reciprocate your feelings, but on the most, for the most part, you know that she's not going to. So that kind of sucks for you because you like her a lot. So maybe in this email that I want, I would like, I would love for you to send her could be, Hey, it's me. I know that back in whatever, you know, in, in Boston, I gave you this information. That was a lot to take in. I got really, just so you know, I got really defensive and I I suggested we end our friendship, but I didn't really mean that. I just got scared because I thought I was beating you to the punch. Really, I want to be friends. If you can still be friends with me, I just had to be honest with you with my feelings and because I thought maybe there'd be a chance they could be reciprocated or whatever you feel. I don't know. Like you, right. You write whatever you want to write, but this is, if I were you, this is what I would be writing. And I, I would just go, I value our friendship over everything else. If, since you're my friend, I just wanted to be completely honest with you, and that's why I told you this information that made you feel uncomfortable. Um, but I'm totally able to be your friend if you're willing to be my friend. So the ball's in your court. I want to apologize if I made you feel uncomfortable. That's the last thing I want you to feel. Um, I'm here uh, if you want to if you want to respond. If not, I, I totally respect that. But um, but. I'm fully capable of just being friends. It's all I ever really wanted or something. You know what I mean? Just be really, like, Yeah, that, like, that's Don't. totally what I wanted, just to cut all the bullshit and, um, you know, just say what I want to say. Um, so, like, email, because that's actually what she brought up. Like, we were supposed to meet each other. Like, she's okay with it, but then last minute she couldn't do face-to-face. And I just... Um, you know, like, confronted her about it, and she said she could do email. And at first I was sort of hesitant because I thought at least we could do, like, meet for an hour, but, you know, I'm going to try that email thing, so. Yeah, you do, do a long email, and it sounds like she's not fully gone out of your life. She won't, she couldn't, maybe, I don't know why you guys couldn't meet, but yeah, send her a, send her a no <laughs> bullshit, no, no, uh, it's a real forthcoming, honest email just extend an olive branch and, you know, reach out to her. Because I, I sort of started writing one, and um, I, like, I don't have any underlying intentions. I don't want to be reciprocated. I think, like, I went in confessing to her knowing that, like, I wouldn't be, and I didn't want to be, and that, you know, this friendship is what I value most more than being, like, love Do back, you- so. Do you, so are you bisexual, or are you gay, or, or what do you think, I, you like guys um, at all? Uh, there's like so many terms, but I guess I am bisexual, but I've only like felt this way about her. So, oh. yeah. Well, like it, it was more of a, like I fell with, in love with like personality, like just, you know, her, not like as a woman, but I don't know, it's kind of confusing, so. Well, write her this email be really honest, no sarcasm, no being defensive. Okay. And then also let me know how it goes, if she responds or even if she doesn't. Just call me next week. Okay, thank you so much. 
You're welcome. Good luck. That was really brave of you. Um, my goodness. I'm going long tonight. Is there a code 413? Who is this? Oh, hi. Hi. Um, my name's Fiona. I'm from Western Massachusetts, and I'm 23. Tell me everything. Fiona? Yes, Hi. Um, I don't really have a problem tonight, but I wanted to call you and um, just thank you. I know Courtney called into the same, but that's really why I called because um, I've listened to your show for a while. And perhaps I don't have a problem tonight because I've taken some of your advice. So um, I just wanted to call and let you know that it's made a difference in my year listening to your show. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. That makes me so happy. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure, and um, I'll be listening, so thanks so much. Oh, oh my God, thank you. I'm, like, smiling from ear to ear. This is great. Thank you. Um, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, oh, bye. Oh, my God, I don't even know how to take compliments. I get all awkward, and I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, oh, my goodness, I went, I went over the hour, but I wanted to tell you a little bit more about my week and stuff that happened, and then I'll wrap up the show. But the phone lines are open if you guys want to call in, so I might just do the full two hours. It's always different every week. I'm never sure if I'm going to do one hour or an hour and a half or two hours. But anyway, the telephone number to call in is area code 646-378-0649. My throat is very sore. Don't make a blowjob joke. That is so rude of you. How easy. How typical. How That's too easy. Anyway, I have a cold. I kind of have the flu or whatever. Uh, I've been inside my house all day today. I'm drinking uh, a hot pink emergency uh, bottle, water bottle right now, emergency-filled water bottle. Oh, my goodness. Um, did I tell you the phone lines are open? Anyway, yeah, so my throat hurts, and what, the, what else was my point? Um, okay, so I saw a shaman this week, and I just, like, opened all these things, and what happened? I went to M Cafe, and I was sitting there, and... I was feeling a lot of feelings, as I usually am. Um, little did I know, I think I was PMSing. So I got my period 10 days early, uh, which is totally weird and random. It would suck because now I'm going to get my period probably unless I get a 10 days early again, which means I'll just be constantly having my period or whatever. Um, okay. A little bit too much information that even I wanted to divulge. Anyway, um, I went to MCAFE. I was feeling a lot of feelings. I saw this woman, and there are two women, they're sitting together, and I, I thought I knew them because I kind of know everybody there all the time, because I'm a regular or whatever. Um, that's for all the murderers. If you want to know where to find me, it's M Cafe, a macrobiotic vegan place in Los Angeles. Okay, great. Anyway, um, so I see these two ladies. Oh, my mom hates it when I make the murder joke. Um, sorry. Shout out to my mom. Um, shout out to my mom. Okay. So I sit next to this lady, and I kind of didn't want to engage in conversation, but we look at each other like we know each other, and we kind of say hellos, and then I go, like, instantly to my phone because I'm addicted to my telephone, like my, you know, like we all are. I'm addicted to my iPhone. I've been checking my Facebook and my Twitter and my emails and refreshing, 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 going from one to the next to the next to the next and over and over and over again. And, um, and then she, we start talking. I guess when I'm ready to start talking, she asks me a question, and I, ask, you know, I respond, and I kind of didn't want to tell her about my work stuff, and I just wanted to, like, throw it right back onto her. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you do? And she tells me um, about what she does, and she works at this, like, yoga place. Um, she's a shaman, like a psychic shaman lady who does energy work. And I'm, like, fascinated by that because I, I hope, you know, I, I'd like to believe that there's, like, 
more than just what we can see. And I'm just, like, fascinated by all that stuff because why not? You know, like, I don't know. It's just interesting to me and, and gives me hope and it's just something I find fascinating. And it is a vulnerable thing to talk about these kind of things because um, it never sounds as cool or interesting or special uh, when you talk about it as it does in your mind when we, when you're by yourself or reading like a book, like a self-help book or some kind of spiritual book. Like when you're alone, you're like, this is amazing. But when you're talking about it like to people like I am right now or at a, in a, at a restaurant in front of strangers or whatever, you're like, oh, my God. It's, it's almost as bad as talking about being like a model actor or something or whatever or just like anyway, especially in Los Angeles. But whatever. I know who I am kind of. So – we start talking. She tells me what she does and that she works at this yoga place that's kind of really well-respected here. And my aunt works at that yoga place. And I'm like, oh, do you know my aunt? And she does and blah, blah, blah. Then I call my aunt and I said, guess what? I met this woman. And my aunt is like, wow, she's really well-respected and she's great. And I, I did a session with her for two hours and she like did energy work on me and it was amazing. And it's like this amazing thing. And it's like, whatever. So, I listen to the people that I respect, and when they tell me something is cool and, and when I have a good feeling about it, I just, like, jump in. And so I call, and I made an appointment, and uh, and it was really interesting. I almost don't want to share it because it was my experience. I don't want to, like, give all the details away. But, like, basically, you know, I went in, and you're not allowed to make eye contact if you're having your period. It's, they say, like, you're on your moon cycle. So I had to, like like her apprentice kind of walked me through it and she's like, okay, you're going to write down all your intentions as if you're kind of writing like a letter to God or it's like a spiritual letter about your intentions for your life. You write it down on this notepad and you drink the sage tea and, uh, and then I'm going to usher you in and she's going to say some stuff and whatever. And then anyway, so I wrote all this stuff out and it's like a really long thing. I'm like, and I took it really seriously. I was like, you know, Dear God, you know, um, you know, these are my fears and these are the things that I want for my life and blah 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 and these are how I these are the things that I feel that I do that that might get in my way. You know, I don't want to be I don't my biggest fear is I don't want to be responsible for getting in my own way. I don't want to get in my own way. I don't want to be the reason why good things don't happen to me. And I you know, that's oh my God. Anyway, so uh and I have a lot of things that I want to do and things that I want to prove and blah, 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 and I've got a lot of anxiety about it. So I wrote this long, honest letter, because if you're going to do shit like this, you better fucking do it to the fullest. So I write this whole honest letter, and then I get I get brought in by the apprentice, and I'm looking down, and I'm standing on this, like, mat thing or this little carpet thing facing one way, and I can see in my peripheral vision that the shaman lady is, like, facing away from me towards another wall and she's doing all this breath work and she's talking and saying all these things and kind of like speaking in tongue kind of but not really but just saying stuff and I'm listening and she's doing all this breath work and it's all very interesting and none of no part of me is like rolling my eyes or judging it or being like whoa what's this so weird um I was like I'm doing this but I also want to be present like I was like fighting myself to be present and not be like thinking because even at one point I was thinking Oh, it's Monday. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is on tonight. I, I'm so excited that I get to do this and get to go home and watch that. Um, so many things to look forward to. Anyway, so then the shaman comes over to me and stands in front of me, and I'm still looking down because I'm not allowed to make eye contact with her while I have my period, quote, unquote, my, while I'm on my moon cycle. And then she says something like, you know, 
something to me like thank you for this thing like we're, we're about to do and I had to like do these like gestures towards her heart like four times to like show that we're making like a heart connection or something and then I had to make an offering of sage that I brought like guess when you're on your period you make an offering and it has to be sage if I hadn't been on my period it would have been um, is this too much for you guys to handle? Because I experienced it, and I just thought maybe you'd like to know. Because it was uh, it was interesting to me. Anyway, if I hadn't been on my period, I would have had to offer tobacco, but I was on my period, so I gave sage to the apprentice lady and, and my note, along with my note, my heartfelt, deep note, and I don't care who reads it because I'm such an open book, but this is a very personal note that I wrote to, you know, whatever, to whoever's out there. Um and then I, I get my stuff over. I'm laid onto this bed, and uh, and all my friends are like, "Oh, did you take? Is it ayahuasca or ayahuasca? What is it? Did you do? Did you did you do like hallucinogens? And no, I did not do hallucinogens. Um, I don't. I've never done mushrooms. I've never done. Is it ayahuasca or ayahuasca? I don't know what the fuck it is, but whatever. I've never done either. Um, I did drugs when I was like 15. I don't. I don't even. I don't do drugs anymore, and I don't have any desire to. And I. The only time people I do I, I do pot. The only time I smoke pot is if people blow pot smoke in my face. But I just like alcohol and I don't smoke because it's bad for you and it makes you ugly and age and it's gross. Anyway, then I laid down on this bed and uh, my eyes were covered. She covered my eyes and she put her hands on on various parts of like you know whether it was like my stomach or under my back or up by my neck and she put like oil on me and 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 did all this breath work and told me to breathe in and out and like asked me questions, very personal things, and, like, tuned into things and whatever, and I was very honest. And immediately I just started weeping. I was crying about stuff. Anyway, it was an amazing exchange. I felt so great afterwards. I felt like I was drunk afterwards, and I just felt really great. Right after then, I went to M Cafe, and uh, it was a very emotional experience I had. It felt great. Supposedly my energy has changed and my aura around me and all the stuff is all good now. And I feel good. I've had a tune-up. Fantastic. Awesome. I believe it. I don't care what you think. Get out of here. How dare you? Um, oh, God. Anyway, but I walked out of there and I got in my car and I didn't think like, I was like, oh, do I have to be a goody-goody now? Do I have to be like a nice human being? And I thought, no, no, no. I just had like my energy uh Restructured doesn't mean I can't honk at this jerk who just cut me off right now on the road. Uh, I can do whatever I want because that's like I'm just going to be. Oh, some things that she told me in the session were I like visualize certain things, and uh, and she did say this one thing to stand in your certainty, which anybody can use because that's when you're at, that's when you're at your best, or at least I am apparently according to my shaman, um, because that's a well, this is too personal. And there's things I was going to say that I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. I gave a lot of information. But anyway, afterwards, I went to M Cafe by myself, as I do. That's where I met her to begin with. I just needed to be there. And I ran into this guy I knew. And I kind of went on a date with him. But he's not right for me. We're not right for each other. He's too sarcastic. And I don't like being around sarcastic people. And sarcasm, there's a difference between being witty and sarcastic. Witty is funny and entertaining. Sarcasm. My therapist says sarcasm is unresolved rage, okay? And it's always, remember this, all of you, because I know you're all sarcastic out there, and I have to watch myself and make sure I don't do this either. Sarcasm, here's why it sucks. Sarcasm is always at the expense of another person. 
So remember that. It's shitty. And when you meet a guy, you know how, like, you're, you know, we're girls and, like, well, you meet a cute guy and, like, it's like he's flirting with you, but he's, like, putting you down. And we're, like, so trained to be, like, oh, when a guy likes me, he, like, makes fun of me. But now I'm at the point as, a, as like, a maybe I like myself more or whatever. But when I meet a guy and he's, like, nice shoes or cool blah, 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 or you look like this, right? And he, like, makes all these jokes at my expense. I just think, ugh, fuck, this dude really had a shot with me, and then he opened his fucking mouth, and now I'm totally turned off. So that doesn't work for me because I don't want to be around that anymore. I don't like sarcasm. I don't like people being dicks. It, like, hurts my feelings. It makes me feel bad for humanity. It's disappointing. It makes me lose faith in people. So anyway, so this dude that I had gone on a date with, he sits down so he sits, he sits down with me, and I go, oh, I, you know, I, I shouldn't have... I should have just kept it to myself, but whatever. I was like, I was like, oh, I just saw a shaman. I had this really interesting experience. I like saw a shaman. Like that doesn't happen every day. And he's like, oh, really? And then he goes, if anybody's listening to our conversation, they're going to think we're the most annoying people on the planet. And I get why he would say that because I, I totally get that. I'm very self-aware as well. But then this fucking meathead dude who was sitting to the right of me at another table who was a total Abercrombie meathead model actor dude that I was trying my hardest not to judge, he responded and, and to the guy that was sitting with me, and he responded and said, yeah, that's exactly, I was just thinking that. Yeah, totally. And he, like, agreed. So, like, not only did this guy that sat himself down with me kind of, you know, he was like judgmental, but then the fucking eavesdropping monster Abercrombie meathead dude that now I'm forced to judge, he judged me, and I had been listening to his dumb conversation with his this girl like the entire time he was sitting next to me. I was cringing listening to their conversation and trying not to judge them or whatever. But the girl he was with was like wearing UGG boots, and he was like, ah, oh, he was just so horrible. He's just like, you know, he's fine. He's, he's he's living his life. I don't have to live it. It's all good. But, and this girl he was with had like a hot pink brass knuckle iPhone case and like Ugg boots. She was wearing Ugg boots in public and he was like wearing like bad jeans and they were talking about the dumbest shit and just like just people that I'm happy not to know. But I would never like interject in their conversation and talk shit to them. But he did that to me. Abercrombie and Ugg boots talk shit to me. So anyway, that just like frustrated me because I was like, oh, God, I, I had this magical experience. I'm trying not to tap into this ridiculousness of sarcasm and like judgmental stuff. And like now there's a dude that I invited to sit down with me that I shouldn't have. He's all self-aware. And I'm just trying. And then Bonehead to my right, he's judging me. Anyway, I'm all over the place. But that was like... But I had a really great experience with the shaman. And I'll leave it at that. And the day after I saw the shaman, oh, my God, I was a basket case. I was feeling so many feelings. I was in my apartment pretty much all day, still trying to get over this cold. I had to run some errands, but I was, like, just thinking way too much. And I was, like, so vulnerable. And I was thinking, oh, my God, like, I made myself so vulnerable to these people. And what if it's not real? And I really want to believe that this is real. And it felt real. And and I just felt very shaken. And I called my aunt, and she ran into all this stuff and, like, spiritual stuff, and and uh, she talked me down off the ledge or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, 
think um, I don't really know what my point is. My point is when you have a profound experience, it's very emotional, and that please, everybody, please, I'm going to do this too, but like the sarcasm and the cynicism and like, and I really don't even think what I just reported back to you right now about the Abercrombie dude. Yeah, I'm like explaining his girlfriend's attire and her her chosen case for her iPhone. I'm explaining that to you. I'm setting up. But like, I was nothing but loving to them until he fucking interjected and judged me. I was like, whoa, like, what? Say it ain't so. What are you doing? Like, I'm just getting defensive and, like, sticking up for myself. I just couldn't believe it. But, like, everybody, so, and I'm just, like, reporting the story back to you, but, like, the sarcasm, the cynicism, and everybody's so closed off. Like, it's heartbreaking. I don't want that anymore. I, and I, like, and I definitely don't want that in anybody I date. And I just feel like that's all I run into. And it's a bummer because I'll meet somebody and I'll see a guy or I'll, like, I'll meet somebody and I'll think, God, they're so attractive, and they do cool stuff. I'm open to this. I'm going to see what happens with me and this person. And then they fucking open their mouth, and they they're, they talk a lot of shit. They're not very nice. They're really sarcastic. They're closed off. Everything's a joke, and it's all like just every, everything's an insult wrapped in a joke and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, that is just like. Such a clitoral hard off for me. That is not sexy because I don't want that. I'm like an open, fun, excited about life person, and this sounds so dumb when I'm just saying. I'm like totally, totally uh, being really self-aware now. But like, I don't know. Cut it out. Like, I just like, I'm a romantic. I want. I wish everybody was. I wish everybody was like nicer and kinder and more of a romantic and more like whimsical and dreamy and ethereal with an open mind and not so like fucking closed off. God damn it. I would love nothing more to sit next to a guy wearing, like, an Abercrombie outfit with his girlfriend in Ugg boots and then have us all just, like, be nice to each other and be like, hey, isn't it funny? I've got bangs and you're wearing Ugg boots. But it's okay because we're all just people. Let's be nice. Instead, it's just not even like that. It's like the jocks versus, like, the goths or something or whatever, like the nerds versus the jocks. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm all over the place. I'm going to take this phone call. I think it's a Skype call. I'm not exactly sure. Hello, you're on Boy Crazy Radio. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Are you calling from Skype? Yeah, you're on. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? I want to know how to bang Alex Olsen. You want to know how to bang Alex Olsen? You know what's really funny? I just ran into him at Whole Foods the other day, and I we talked for a little bit. Um, why don't you just uh, call? Uh, why don't you follow him on Instagram? And then leave a note and say, I really want to have sex with you, even though I think that that's too intense of an approach. I think that's a very intense approach, but I also see the validity in it, for sure. I say, uh, here's a new thing. I, here's what I'm confused by. Like, wait, where do you live? Do you live? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Um, I live in L.A. I'm in my 20s. <laughs> Why are you um, laughing? What's going on? What, what, is this a prank call or what's happening? What's your name? Or give me a fake name if you don't want to give a real name. Okay, my fake name is Sam. And it's not a prank call. I don't know why I'm calling and laughing, but um, I don't know. I think it's like a weird thing. Like people seem so public these days. It's crazy. And you're just like, I don't know what's going on. Well, here's the thing. Before, and I'm guilty of the same thing, uh, 
you don't even know him. You don't know if you'd even like him as a human being. I mean, I think he's... I know, I know, and that's the weird thing. I mean, the thing is, though, like, yeah, why don't you just, like, friend him on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever he's on? I definitely know he has an Instagram account. Friend him, start liking his photos. And also, I'm going to ask this to anybody who's listening. If you're a guy out there and you're listening, um, you can call in and talk about this. If you follow a girl on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you like certain pictures, like only when she posts like a certain picture of herself, like a like a selfie or something or like whatever, does that mean you like her? I'm getting so confused. I've got to figure this out. Even though it's you can't really figure it out. But Instagram likes, it's like this flirty thing, don't you think? Or am I totally oh, ridiculous? Totally. And you have friends that, like, you know will like certain photos, and you're like, okay, yeah. I like them. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. So here's what you do. Friend him on Instagram, and then uh, the bummer with Instagram is there's no direct messaging. I know, and then it's just, like, creepy, but I guess you kind of have to be creepy. <laughs> well, I mean, don't – well, first of all, don't call it creepy, because if you don't call it creepy, it's not creepy, okay? You're a person okay. living in the world – you follow people on Instagram. Why not follow Alex Olson, who you find interesting? Um, you could always send me a picture and your e- email me a picture of yourself, and next time I see him, I'll show it to him. Okay. I think I could probably do that. Yeah, give me a full length, a, a close-up shot. Give me your name, your age, and your telephone number in the email, and then I will pass it along next time I see him. But here's the thing. You don't really know him. You don't know what his personality is like. You like this idea of him. And that's something important to keep in mind because he is a real person. And if you do have sex with him, you, it's sad because you won't even be having sex with him for who he really is. You're just having sex with, like, this idea where you'll be like, fuck, you'll be like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm fucking Alex Olsen. But, like, really, he's just a little person who has feelings and thoughts and a heart and a soul and all this stuff. So, like, maybe you wouldn't even like him. But it sounds like uh, – you're just into one thing. You just, you just want to, like, you want to collect him, right? Well, well, I could love his little heart, I'm sure. Well, send me an email to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. Refer to the phone call that you just that you, we were having right now, and then give me that info and some photos, okay? And then I'll see what I can do for you. God, I'm, like, hooking people up. This is great. What a great night. Uh, area code 818. Hello. Hello. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, spaghetti. I'm 21. Oh spaghetti? Wait, is this Chillis Boy? No, not Chillis Boy. I remember that guy. That guy called him last week, didn't he? Or is your little virgin friend or something? Yes. So wait, what's your, so you're just gonna, your fake name, Spaghetti? Yeah. Okay, you're 21. Have you called him before? I think I called him a couple weeks ago. What am I saying? I, I think. think. I know I called him twice. <laughs> I know I called him two weeks ago. Okay, good. What's going on? What's happening? No, I just had a question for you. Why is it that so many girls are into astrology? I can't, you know, I asked one of my friends the other night, and I asked him, do you think girls who believe in astrology are stupid? Because, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's a stereotype, like girls who believe in astrology and stuff like that are really gullible, but why is it? I mean, as a woman, why is it that girls like astrology so much? You ready for my answer? Go for it. What's your astrological sign? Oh, no, 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 no. You're not doing this to me. No, tell me what it is. I want to know. It's an Aries. You're an Aries. I'm an Aries. Okay. You're an Aries. Okay, so here's the deal. I am a very intelligent woman. I 
love astrology stuff, and most girls do. And don't say, and here's why. I'll tell you why in a second. But, um, okay, you're not dumb. A girl isn't dumb if she's into astrology. It's just this thing that for the most part, it's this kind of stereotype thing. Yes, just accept it. Girls like astrology. And you know what? Why don't you use knowing that to your advantage so you can start being more charming when you're absolutely, talking to girls? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no, yeah. no, I would absolutely agree with you because I've never come across a woman or a girl that is that doesn't believe in astrology. But okay. at I, the same time, it's kind of like, is it so, should I just sort of, I mean, is it something that I should just sort of entertain with her just to, you know, I mean, just to, I guess, you know, make her seem interested or should I just be a little more real and, you know, it's, I mean, it's horseshit. It's, it's pseudoscience. It's just—I mean, is it just—is okay. it just for fun, or I mean, Listen, do you actually take to, astrology serious? I just want you to just for a second just to stop trying to figure it all out and like a girl being into astrology and just being interested in it doesn't mean she like I'm interested in astrology. I will read. Here's a website you should write it down because girls will be very impressed if you know this. But there's a website called astrologyzone.com and this woman named Susan Miller. She writes these horoscopes, and they're awesome, and they're exciting. I don't live my life by astrology. I don't, like, write down the dates and go, oh, my God. Okay, she said that on January 9th, something romantic is going to happen, or, like, I should only sign this contract, like, after the 13th of January 2013. Oh, my God. Like, I don't live my life like that. But is it interesting to me? Do I ask people their astrological sign just to kind of, like, take an inventory of, like, oh, that's weird? Every boyfriend I've ever had has always been a Libra. I don't go out of my way to go fall in love with Libras, but I notice just because I ask and I have an open mind to it and I'm just making conversation and I'm not closed off, I just ask just to ask because I love asking questions. Every dude I've ever been madly in love with, they've all been Libras. And my mom's a Leo. My dad's a Taurus. What does it mean? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Who knows? But I just ask because it makes the world more interesting and bigger and and like a girl being into astrology and you thinking that she's all about astrology, that extreme is just as bad as you. Like you being like, it's fucking horseshit. There's nothing to it. That extreme is just as bad as a girl as a girl being extremely into astrology. You know that they're both just like different ends of the spectrum. So like, relax. Don't fucking judge these girls so harsh. It's just another part of life. Like some people are vegetarian, or some people like certain restaurants, or blah, blah, it's like, it's just another factor in life that's like, oh, something to talk about, like movies or TV shows or whatever, it's no big deal, it's like, and just, don't be such a dick about it, it's just like, you can be honest to I've never been like, a dick about it, I've never been a dick about it, I swear, okay. you, I've never okay, put no, a girl just, down because she likes astrology, I mean, I've asked one of my female friends why they like it, but, I mean, they, they can never give me such a, you know, precise well, answer, such why. a good answer, I mean, Here's why Here's why girls like astrology. Girls are multifaceted and we're able to, we're able to like have careers and do a lot of stuff, but we're also very obsessed with like guys and we're dreamy and we're romantic and deep down I think we all kind of think, you know, we're going to, we're kind of living in a romantic comedy or something and we're going to meet the man of our dreams. We have like lots of layers. Girls are multifaceted. We're very interesting creatures. That's why guys like us or I don't know or why you should like us aside from just wanting to have sex with us or whatever. But, um, we want to be, it's like, because astrology is like, it's like a control thing. It gives us hope. It gives us like this idea. Same reason I saw a shaman. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm like, well, she says this, so that's the way it goes. No, I'm just interested in stuff. And like, I, I'm like, 
I'm, I'm taking a little bit from everywhere because life is interesting. And there's so many aspects of it. And there's something romantic about astrology because we don't know everything. Like, that's why, like, let's say you're religious or you're not religious or your parents are, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't be, like, full throttle anything 100% and, like, and, and, but, like, it's interesting to, like, know about everything. So I think girls are into astrology because it's a romantic thing that makes them feel dreamy and they think, well, who knows, like, what's going to happen and here's a, here's a, here's a way maybe I can know a little bit more about what's going to happen in my future or, like, I can make the day more magical because it does say the ninth might be romantic. So now, like, I don't know, it makes you just feel like you have a little more control over a life that's, you know, you really have no control over, you know? Yeah. What's the problem with that? Why can't you accept that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I just I asked one of my friends, one of my guy friends asked him, do you think, do you find women who believe in astrology or who like to entertain the idea of, you know, astrological signs and whatnot, do you think they're, do you, do you find it, do you, do you see it as a turn off that they believe in, you know, that they like You're to entertain? You're asking me or your friend? I guess, I guess, no, 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 I was asking my friend. And then he said, well, yes and no. I don't know, we sort of had, you know, mixed opinions about, you know, about the whole thing. But, yeah, well, you make a good point. Well, you make a valid well, that, point. But that's, but that's the you thing, though. Put, also you know, you shouldn't believe 100% into anything, so. Yeah, and also, like, just gauge it. Like, it's it's, like, it's on a case-by-case, case, it's a case-by-case case scenario, because, like, if you're talking to a girl, did you see the movie This Is 40? No, I haven't. I heard it was depressing. Okay, well, it is. But, uh, all right, like, well, there's a scene in that where they're talking about astrology. But here's the thing. If you're talking to a girl and she seems cool, and then you, and then she asks you what your astrological sign is, don't fucking dismiss her like she's a fucking oh, bonehead. Oh, of course. But, never, never, but, never. I've never done that. But if she's like, like, you Like know, I said, a, I've, never come across, I've never come across a girl who didn't believe a little bit, you know, astrological signs and stuff. Yeah, you know what? Ast- just, astrology stuff and tarot cards and, and all that stuff and clairvoyance and psychics and blah, blah, blah. It's just like it makes the world a little bit more whimsical and romantic and dreamy and interesting and hopeful. It's just like because it adds the element of like spirituality and that there's more to life than just what we can see. And like, and but if a girl's fucking, you know, like, oh my God, like super weirdly into it, like, and it's too much, well then. Well, then maybe she's not the right girl for you. And even for me, like, if I meet a guy and he is, like, a dog and plays video games all the time, then my natural inclination is to be like, ooh, I'm not really into this. Like, I don't – my worst nightmare is, like, a dude playing video games all the time. That's not, that's just not my life. So if you're dating some girl and she's, like, all about astrology and it's, like, super, it's like too much, you'll vibe it. You'll, you'll gauge that situation. But if there's a girl and she mentions it, like – well, just accept the fact, like, after we get off the phone here, lesson learned from this phone call, accept the fact that that's how men and women are divided. Women are into astrology. Accept it. It just is what it is for the most part. Okay? But do you think it makes them gullible? No! It's like, what? You, you just went back you're not listening to me. Like, you're not listening to me. It's a case-by-case comparison. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, all right, cool. Like, I hope hope that helped at all. Uh, Now I'm frustrated because that guy didn't seem to hear me, but I think he did, but that's okay because his his, uh, fake name was Spaghetti. Um, Anyway, what the fuck else did I want to tell you about? 
I mean, what's going on in pop culture, guys? I mean, really. Um, you know, the Golden Globes, Jodie Foster kind of came out, even kind of, but didn't. I don't know what that means. Uh, what else happened? Hmm. Chloe and Lamar separating. Are they? I don't know. I heard he was cheating. I hope that's not true because I was really into Clomar. Our Pats. I don't know. <laughs> Robert Pattinson and his girlfriend, uh, Kristen Stewart. Well, she's clearly gay also. I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'm talking about. Allegedly? I don't know. She cheated on him. That was never going to work out. They're too young anyway. They broke up. I don't know. I was more gutted about the Chloe and Lamar thing because... They seem like they're really happy. So anyway, that is neither here nor there. I'm going to go back to being sick. I'm going to try to get over um, my sickness. What else would I want to talk about? Hmm. Anything else? I really want to get better. I've never gotten the flu shot. Maybe I, I, I really, well, now it's too late. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up the show. Oh, God. You guys. What else do I want to tell you about? I watched a ton of TV. While I've been at home, not my TV, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. My God, Netflix is going to make me a better person, I think, I know. Because you can fucking watch interesting things that make your brain bigger all the time. Um, I mean, not that I did. But oh, here's what I watched recently. I, wa- I did a marathon of the show called Sherlock. It's a BBC show with this amazing guy who is now I have such a huge crush on him because he's tall and he's bizarre looking. You have to trust me on this. If you're a girl and you need something to watch or you're a guy and you like good things or whatever or both or either sex, you have to watch the show called Sherlock. You can watch it on Netflix. It's uh, it's an updated version of uh, Sherlock Holmes, and it's so fucking great. And it stars this interesting-looking guy named Benedict Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch. I don't know what the fuck his last name is, but he's a babe. Check it out. I also watched Argo, which is fucking amazing. I saw Le Miz. I saw Argo because I got a screener of it. It's not on Netflix yet. But anyway, I don't know. I watched this documentary about Anna Winter, Anna Wintour, called The September Issue. I watched the marathon of my so-called life. I watched my favorite movie for the umpteenth time called Broken English. I did a lot of watching stuff on Netflix and DVD. That is neither here nor there. I hope you guys watch some of those things. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Thank you so much for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Pray that I'm no longer sick because it's so fucking annoying. Follow me on Twitter at I'mBoyCrazy. You can also subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. If you can't call in during the live show uh, and you have a question, Leave me a message on Boy Crazy Voicemail, and the number for that is area code 888-666-2045. You should actually store that number in your smartphone as well, so you can just leave me messages whenever you feel like it. It's a toll-free number. God damn it. 888-666-2045. If you, the listeners out there, want to submit your own music that you want me to play, email me an MP3 to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject music. And if you're in a high school or a college and you want me to speak at your high school or college, that is something that I do. And I've been tweeting about this and I put a post on my website about it. I would love to come to your high school. So email me about that so I can speak to you in person. Uh, BoyCrazyAlexi at gmail.com, subject speak. And uh, I'm going to play us out with a song. What can I play us out with? Oh, here we go. I'm going to play this out with this song, No Church in the Wild. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys.
I don't care what everybody else says about you. I love you. Nobody without telling me Sunglasses and Advil Last night was mad real Sun coming up 5am I wonder if they got cash still Think about the girl in all leopard Who was rubbing the wood like Kiki Shepard Tattoos, one red, no apologies The other said love is cursed by monogamy That's something that the pastor don't preach That's something that a teacher can't teach When we die, the money we can't keep Probably spend it all cause the pain ain't cheap. Preach. Human beings in a mind. What's a mind to a game? 
The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 72 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.